Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. Weather Channel said the weather will be warmer than slowly get colder as we approach winter. Thanks. <laughs> and I said Skatoon to them. They were all native Saskatonians. They had never heard Skatoon before and were really into it. Mm-hmm. So for the rest of the weekend, did he walk into bars? Hey, I'm O'Toole. Give me some Mm-hmm. When you walked into the James in Saskatoon on uh, Friday, oh. you walked in, give me some mm-hmm. and I, It wasn't anything big, literally. It was just a normal bowel movement. Mm-hmm. You know, when you flush and it's like, oh, God, it's not going down. And then I always flush again. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents get to log on and say, oh, here's Mike having dinner. Or here's yeah. Mike at the bank. Or here's Mike at the bar. Like, here's things- Mike at Chez Paris. Mm-hmm. Raise up. <laughs> Raise up. My back. <laughs> You're in my back. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast presented by our good friends at Coors Light. Oh, that'd be fun. Why can't we? Oh, come on. That's. That's. I just went to adjust my glasses and I don't wear glasses. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just went to put in my catheter, and I don't need one. <laughs> so things are off to a great start. Hey, it's the week of September 24th. Um, it's feeling like autumn out there. I don't know where you are in this great country of ours, but I'm sure it's the same wherever you are, because that's how I just picture all the weather to be the same. Right, and uh, you're incorrect. I got a text from our uh, buddy Reed out in Edmonton. His entire backyard is covered in snow. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, Snow falling in Canada? <laughs> but I do love a nice, crisp, sunny, like 15 degree, 15 degree uh, fall day. Oh, I agree. I, but that's, that's what you're not getting in Edmonton. You're going, it's like summer and then boom, winter. Oh, this is a nice summer. Boom, snow. Hey, you sent me a text over the weekend. You said, make sure you bring in the Vegas Pool Water Lab report. Yeah. I brought it in. Okay, let's hear it. I finally called the lab today because I've... Tubesy got this in. By the way, it's been one year since Tubesy had his surgery. And everything's... He's pretty much recovered, right? Yeah. I mean, down there he's recovered. Can't speak for the rest of So he got the sample for me in May. And I dropped it off in, I believe, July. We move quickly around here on the Jay and Dan podcast. By the way, our guest today is Robert Lucetich, our friend uh, from Los Angeles, golf analyst, written books about Tiger Woods. He's going to talk about Tiger's big victory on Sunday. So Tubesy, friend of the podcast, he went to an EDM festival in Vegas. There was a massive pool party. We said, bring us back that water we want to see. What the hell's in it? Um, so I dropped it off at a, a lab in the, uh, the Durham region in Ontario. And um, these guys... Just tests like drinking water all day. So I think this it's made a meth their day. lab, basically, is what you're saying. I think I made their day because they're like, well, what's this? They're like, well, it's in an Evian bottle. I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, we need like a sterile container. Uh, there needs to be a chain of, uh, of, um, of uh, what would it be, chain of events that you have to follow to drop the sample. I'm like, well, it's from a Vegas pool. I didn't follow any of those. They're like, we'll do our best. So they sent me the results. Uh, they make no sense to me. So I called the lab today, and I gave them the uh, the lab ID number. <laughs> and the woman answered. She goes, 
Ah, the Vegas pool. <laughs> yeah, that was the talk of the uh, the office, I bet, for a couple of weeks there. Okay, so it came back uh, pretty pretty clear, actually. It came back with traces of some type of bacteria. Hmm. So it, Where is the money? It's a tikin and semen. It's just, it was generally present, the bacteria. But they said it's been sitting so long that they couldn't get a positive read on anything. And they said if there was only this much bacteria in drinking water, that you could drink it. Oh, so that means the next time you're at a Vegas pool party and you're feeling a little little parched, just take a swig of what you're swimming in. And you'll feel better in seconds. But I was baffled. You know, not so fresh. Because there was stuff floating in it. In the Evian bottle sample, there was stuff floating in it. Yes. What kind of things? Like cigarettes, condoms, needles? No, just like small particles you could see them. Anyways, Poker chips? So that was extremely underwhelming, that uh, Vegas pool. Wow, that we waited all that time. But the guy, didn't the guy, when you initially dropped it off, say that he pretty much said it would have nothing in it because they put so much chlorine and probably especially down there like your skin is probably just on the verge of of bubbling they said if there's any chlorine which there will be a ton in a vegas pool everything it kills everything all public pools right Mm -hmm. think of all the kids waiting around in your local public pool just pissing everywhere right not even that pissing and pissing and pissing think about dead of the summer People getting in, covered in sweat. Yes. Sunscreen. Suntan lotion. Like they probably haven't wiped their ass well. Right, exactly. Many, many of them probably go take a and then are like, yes. you know what? I would wipe. But I'm just but, going to the pool. I'm going to shower tender. after the pool. I'll shower after the pool. The pool will clean out a lot of the, th- the griblies in my bum. <laughs> So forget it. I'm going into that pool. Well, that's what you're swimming in. And yet, oh the, my golly, Jesus. And yet the chlorine will still, still attack it and destroy it. Speaking of Gribbly, that's the new Flyers mascot. That's right. His name is Gribbly. <laughs> and that's because he is full of them. And, uh, his name's Grit. Gribblies. Gritty? Gritty. And I, I want to know. <laughs> okay. I want to be a fly in the wall. I'm the just people gonna, that approve this. I'm just going to say this, Dan. Someone in my life, I'm not going to say who, my wife, my wife, she says, uh, looks like a homeless man. <laughs> like they based the mascot on a homeless guy outside the spectrum. Yeah. My name's Ken. They know who I am. If Yuppie had a homeless brother. Right. Who'd grown out all of his fur. And who's tweaked out. Yeah. Big time tweaked out. Total meth head. Uh, wandering the streets of Philly, uh, giving <laughs> jobs to other mascots for $15, $16. Daddy needs his rimmer. <laughs> That's what Gribbly looks like. And he introduced himself to the crowd tonight at the Flyers game, and he did it by firing the shirt cannon at Flyers employees. So he's gritty. Oh, yeah. So so Gribbly is a 1,000% out for blood. <laughs> because, as we know, Philadelphia has the greatest mascot in sports, the Philly Fanatic. So I guess they just thought, we can't top the Fanatic. So let's go with the exact opposite. What if the Fanatic had a ne'er-do-well homeless brother who showed up and the Fanatic was like, all right, I'll get I guess i try to get you a job. Uh, Sixers aren't going to take you. Obviously, I'm with the Phillies. Uh, no f- chance the Eagles take you. 
But no one really cares about the Flyers, so I think you might get a chance there. Now, just a hunch here, but maybe this is brilliance on the part of the Flyers? I kind of think it is. Because every, they knew everyone was going to talk That's about right. it. That's right. And don't you think everything that gets announced on social media now, I think that. I think the initial reaction, whenever reaction so over the top, like with outrage, like with Gribbley's announcement today. <laughs> or last year, remember the Edmonton Oilers had that terrifying like bobcat mascot or whatever his name was. It was like a meerkat or just like some sort of... He was like a cat, like a homeless cat. And everyone was like, what the f***? Like, he's terrifying. He's going to terrify everybody. Um, maybe just go with an oil drop and call him Droplet or something like that. But no, they- Dropsies? Dropsy. But they, but they go with this terrifying cat. And yet, we talked about it for a long time afterwards. So I think you might be on something. And Jules. you being a father, you know the importance of mascots. That's all kids want to see. They want to do the wave. They want to eat food. And they want to see the mascot. We went to the... Uh, to. Uh, Isabel's first Blue Jays game, and all she cared about was seeing Ace. That's all she cared about. I was going to say BJ, but it's Ace now. That's all she cared about the whole time. And when he showed up, she was so happy, and that's all she talks about now. Actually, she called him the Penguin. <laughs> when can I see the Penguin? It's not a. It's not a. It's not a Penguin. It's a Blue Jay. I want to see that Penguin. Get that Penguin up here. She said. Um, so yeah, way to go Flyers. Good job. And way to go, um, who sent the video to us? The, the Pats. Okay, this is amazing. The Regina Pats, uh, Jake Lasician, I hope I'm saying that right, their, uh, their captain, started in a video that is so funny and so <laughs> perfect. He, he introduces, yes, the Pats are selling experienced Regina t-shirts. Stuff. Can we hit the music? I love that they're embracing this, and I think this will be a huge, huge seller for them. And of course, as we always do, we ask for free all the time. And on the television program yesterday, you you asked them to send us some Experience Regina t-shirts. And today on the Twitter, they sent a picture of them packing up one t-shirt. And sending it to the address that you told them to. Yeah. Which was? Downtown Scarborough, across from the mall. <laughs> Which is pretty, right, Stoff? That's pretty much where we are. Downtown Scarborough. A postal code, maybe? Yeah, I forgot. I don't even know. Every time someone says, can I send you this or that at Scarborough, I'm like... Google it. Yeah, I, go- I Google it. I'm like, all right. Yeah, nine Channel here? Nine Court. I know that. I know that part. And then Scarborough. I know we're in Scarborough. Why don't we all just move to Scarborough? Like, get our commute down to like five minutes. We've got a big lot in the back here. Yeah. Why don't they build a condo, an employee condo? That's an awesome idea. Have a well. There is a daycare on the lot. At the, there's a weirdly enough. There's there a, is. Well, there's a church, right? Well, oh, that's not our daycare, though. No, no, but but like lots of TSN um, employees have sent their kids. Really? To daycare. Yeah, because it's like it, it may sound strange, but when you drive into TSN, there is a church uh, in the driveway. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, uh, denomination is that what the right word? That's I don't know which one it is, but the, all I know is all are welcome. Oh, stuff has the postal code. Stuff, what is it? It is M one five four B five. M one five four Bravo five. If you want to send us uh, shirts, hats, <laughs> drugs, uh, cases of ice cold Coors Light. Thank you, Coors Light, for sponsoring the podcast. 
And uh, if you want to send us daycare vouchers for the church here on this on the TSN line. But if TSN builds an employee apartment building, yeah, and then uh, all the that's going to go on in there. That's the thing. You have your own reality show. Oh man, that would be bonkers. Who bangs first? So you have cameras throughout the halls in all the condos. Boom! Yeah. It pays for itself. Yeah, it actually does. That's a great idea. People would watch it. Um, who do you think would actually move in? Because like some people, you know, like like say Hedger, she wouldn't move in. She's married. She's got a kid. She would, she wouldn't participate. But say, I mean, you. you I'd stay a few in. nights. Yeah, you could move in when my girls are at their mom's. I'd yeah, I'd stay over. I'll move the family in if it's rent free. Absolutely, we'll take a deal any day of the week. Uh, Mudrick, he'll move in. Yeah. Um, who else? Nabil, he'll move his family Stoff in. Stoff will. Stoff, would you move into the TSN condo? Oh, rent free rent sounds tempting. Yeah, so yeah. it's big time. Everyone tempting. from the LA version of the podcast definitely would move in because I believe they're all homeless now. Yeah. Well, we got to check in on. We keep forgetting. We got to check Botticello. in on Mike Botticello because. Uh, the head pro at the Willows in Saskatoon was, was worried about him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, weirdly enough, he is doing exceptionally well. That's not that weird, though, because he, like Kramer, he falls ass backwards into money and work. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to give a... Sh- can I give a shout-out? Yeah, and as you're doing that, wanted to mention... Did I mention last week about the... I probably did. Sorry, everybody. The Carl's Jr. thing? Um, how someone got... No, I don't think we've given the update. We said they were all closed down, but there are some still open. A bunch of people texted me and direct mm-hmm. messaged me and said, um, Edmonton has one. I think Vancouver has a couple. So, yeah, we were we were wrong on that one. So apologies to Carl's Jr. They're, they're fighting the good fight out there. They're still making it happen. Or at least they're trying to. Uh, you know who's making it happen? A restaurant you recommended to me the other night, and I just wanted to say hi to them because they are such fans of the podcast and such fans of the show, and they treated uh, me and my friend like gold, Kazamoto. So Kazamoto, part owned by Phil Kessel. What? Yes. They didn't tell me that. Yes. Phil's got money in that restaurant. That place is like 50,000 square feet. Yes. Phil's got some of his penguins money in there. Apparently, uh, in the summer, he's there like every day. Oh, holding court. Unreal. Crushing dynamite rolls right before a brisk workout. And then went to um, our other buddy, uh, Patrick, uh, the chef at uh, oh, Allo. They have a bar in Yorkville. Went there, saw him. Yeah, you had a wild weekend in the city. Yeah, I had to get out of Orno, you know? You just have to blow off some steam. I love it. So you went down, you went to uh, Allo Bar. That was fun. You went to Casamoto. That's a, I know uh, lots of people here at TSN love that restaurant, Casamoto. It's sushi, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, best um, tempura I've ever had. Best tempura shrimp I've ever had they, in my life. They treat now. Did they? Did you do the thing where you just said just bring food out? Like I don't care what you're bringing, or did you yeah. order specific things? Uh, both. Both. They were bringing stuff. I was ordering stuff, and we, yeah, it's a great time. Wow, that's going to be your regular haunt now. You, Phil. Kate Burness. I, I just the three of you every night. And also went to the, the Four Seasons lobby just because, okay, people are like, oh, you're hanging out there. I like going just to look at the people there. And so the four, the bar at the Four Seasons <laughs> in Toronto, in case people don't know, it's called the D Bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the D because Bar. Because the main chef's name's Daniel. That's right. That's right. But I don't, I don't <laughs> think they thought that through. Or the, again, going back to the Gribbly thing. 
And the Edmonton Oilers mascot, maybe they were like, you know, this name is so ridiculous, no one will forget it. Yeah, so D-Bar. It's the nice. amount of wealth sitting in that place? Yeah, the amount of people buying their clothes off a mannequin in that place. At like a... At a very high Like a Louis place. Vuitton yeah. store. Yeah, just going in and saying, I'll take all that. And I'm going over to the D-Bar and I... <laughs> Outfit. Deliver it to the D-Bar. Send it to the D-Bar in my name. <laughs> now, you, uh, and I got the okay to ask you about this. You also went with your friend yeah. to uh, one of my former favorite establishments in the city. I, I can't really go there anymore. I had to go because you always discuss it, and we were walking by it, and she's like, uh, yeah, let's, let's head on in. Let's check it out. And the, what we're talking about, of course, is the brass rail. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, that's fine. And so, this is your first time at the Brass Rail, world-famous strip club yes. on Young Street, just south of Bloor, and uh, your thoughts overall. Went to the main section. Um, so, I the w- main floor. I was terrified. Because well, it was so packed. It was like... Stadium seating of men just yeah. like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was scared and I left. But lots of ladies walking around looking for dances, correct? And I didn't, I didn't even make didn't it to even a look, seat. You're I just ran. Like, you got, you got and then I was like walking out, and the guy's like, well, Why don't you try upstairs? I'm like, yeah. well, What's up there? Yeah, that's what I told you. I said, you have to go to the upper brass. Now, you didn't see in the main floor the uh, the older dudes tending bar. Looking like they were from an old timey saloon, like <laughs> that's so, how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like th- those guys have. One of them gave me change because I needed change. I was thought I was have to tip the guy when he sat me down, but I didn't even make it to my seat, so I didn't need that money. Give me here's f- a quarter. He gave me fifty dollars uh, worth of fives. <laughs> Jesus, well that's all right because uh, I think they saw a washroom attendants there. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I think they do. I, they have like all these colognes and stuff. I got a mint. Nice. But yeah, I was, whenever you go in there and you're like, oh, I don't have any change. But I think the main reason for them is to make sure people aren't doing copious amounts of drugs. Probably, in yeah, that's part of it for sure. I think that's why. Yeah. But also so you can have your selection of at least 50 colognes. Dracar Noir. There's so many old like <laughs> shoppers drug mart colognes in there. They've got some brute, I believe, aftershave. Yeah, that smells like a man. Yeah. Now, so you go upstairs. So this is the upper brass, as mm-hmm. they call it. you got to pay a cover charge to get in there. 20 bucks ahead. That keeps the riffraff away. And then you go in and... <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot... On some of the entertainers, there was a lot of disinterest. <laughs> oh, on stage or yeah. otherwise? Yeah. But you see, they don't get paid on stage. Right, okay. They only get paid for the lap dances, so I think some of them don't even bother going. But again, I just go to people, I'm not like staring at people watching, but I'm like watching this one guy front row, he's wearing like a Tom Brady jersey or something, and a a girl is sitting next to him for like hours, so I asked my friend, I'm like, she must be getting paid to sit there. She's like, probably not until he gets a dance. She's vested a lot of time in that guy. Yeah, the only explanation there would be that he's a regular. Maybe. And that he's already given her a ton of money in the past and she's just and he's convinced like okay she's into me yeah oh big time a lot of guys who go there are convinced of that and then uh, so we were sitting on these couches and then all the it's a big couple spot right so all these couples came said they like anyone sitting here i'm like no have your have your way with it next thing you know it's game night <laughs> at the rail but the most confusing part to me was um one of the people in the uh, the couples group 
Um, she had a like a cane. Right. She was blind. She was visually impaired. Right. But she was there. She was having the most fun out of the whole group. Well, you know, their sense of smell is heightened, and there's nothing like the smell of the rail. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, I think they were there for a birthday party or something. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> it was a kid's party. <laughs> yeah. So I went there for uh, like an hour or so and then took off. And, that was, and then hit the McDonald's right down the street from no, there. No, that McDonald's. Um, if head office, well-loved McDonald's. If head office McDonald's went in there, that place would be shut down no instantly. Way. That's got to be their highest revenue grossing McDonald's There's by like far. There was like a dog sitting in there. There oh, was someone yeah. sleeping. I don't believe the floors had been cleaned within the last two months. Yeah, and that is that a 24 hours one? It might be. I believe so. That's a hard-working <laughs> McDonald's. We were there waiting in line, and my friend, she goes like, they should stop taking orders. There was like 87 people waiting for food. They just kept taking orders. They're like, there are no orders coming out. Who, Who's working at that McDonald's at that time of night? Oh, man. That's and I felt bad one. for the guy because they, they had a big sign up. Their, uh, their drink machine wasn't working. And everyone coming up, yeah, I'll get a drink. It's not working. So I'm They're not, waiting I, for the maintenance guy to show up. And at I'll go. I went two a.m. on a I'm Sunday so morning. So sorry, I have to deal with these people. I'll have a burger and a milkshake <laughs> and a fry. Thank you. And some chicken McNuggets. And, and, and can I get a beer? drink? <laughs> can I get a couple of drinks? Is that all oh, right? Damn it! Sorry. Well, that yeah. sounds like a pretty fun night, though. Yeah. Think you could see yourself uh, meandering back there sometime? No, yeah. I, I'm not a I'm not a strip drinker. Yeah, not not your thing. Nah, I can't go there anymore. <laughs> but you aren't missing much. No, you're really not. I mean, it is fun to go with a group of people, though. Yes, it's an entertaining little uh, night out. But yeah, yeah, those days are behind me now. Now I just like to sit in my basement and think about all the things I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should we give our uh, buddy okay. a call here? Okay, this is exciting. So, uh, Robert, we've had him on the podcast on the Fox. Uh, the He's J been live on the podcast even, I think. Yeah, he came in a studio, I think, and he was with us in Sochi. And that's really where we got to know him well, and we all gained 50 or 60 pounds each. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book on Tiger. He's literally written he's, a book on Tiger Woods. He's written the book on Tiger, and so he's uh, wanted to get him on to talk about this big win at the Tour Championship. Pretty exciting uh, to have Tiger back. At first, I was sort of like everyone else, like, ah, just go away. And then yesterday, you're watching, you're like, yeah, man, this is awesome. Yeah, I want to get to, because he he was there for Tiger when he was at his greatest. Yeah. He was there for when Tiger was at his worst, and now he's, so I want to see the change in person that he has seen, personally. And he, like uh, Bob Weeks is on our uh, television program, uh, Sports Center with Jay and Dan, and yesterday and he noted that tiger he thinks bob does that tiger's become a bit more of a softy in the last year and a half i mean four back surgeries and a lot of self-doubt and a few waffle house waitresses will do that to you robert um have you ever seen tiger near tears that's the first i've ever seen it i can't believe that i'm already on your show you're here buddy (laughs) you're here hey we miss you man how are you robert lucetich let me tell you something. This place is not the same without you. Yeah. We need to get the band back together again. I agree. Yes, I, I agree. Wouldn't that be fun? You, me, Schrager, 
Schrager was great. Schrager, Schrager was great because someone sent uh, sent him a tweet over the last week. Like, we'd love to get hear you back on the JNM podcast. He said, "Anytime, just waiting for my invite." So I instantly text him and say, "Hey, well, we'll get you on uh, right away." Didn't hear back from him. <laughs> You're going to have to get a hold of his agent, I think. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He's got a lot on his to, plate. We might, we, we, there may need to be some negotiations. Yeah. No, uh, he, I don't in, know if the green his, room in, it, this, uh, in this podcast oh, yeah. is, uh, maybe a robe. room temperature every on? Yeah, or maybe, a, maybe a, a, an experienced Regina t-shirt or two. Yeah, we have to <laughs> hook him up. But, yeah, no, he, in his defense, he gets up like at like 2 a.m. for that good morning football. And so. he's on oh, the road man. every weekend during the NFL season, so. I know, I know. The guy lives, and uh, um, just it's just madness. I can't even, can't even imagine living that life, but... Uh, he loves it, so you've got to, you know, tip your hat, and if you love it, you you, you get up and you do it. That's uh, right. Wait, is there is there a siren in the background there? Are they coming for you? You Lucetich? know what? This is Los Angeles, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the valley right now? Are you at home in the valley? I'm, I'm at home in the valley, and they even have ambulances in the valley. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it wasn't a police car because this area is quite sort of calm, but. Uh, yeah, no, but there is uh, indeed a hospital not far away. So, oh yeah, so some... we'll, you know what? We'll all say a little prayer for that ambulance and whoever's good, in it. Good idea. My guess is it's Kanye, and uh, <laughs> and they they're going to get him in Hidden Hills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for trying to rescue him from uh, falling into a Kardashian uh, chasm. You That's do, right. uh, you do have famous neighbors, though, right? You see guys, people walking around all the time around you. Yeah, I don't know about all the time, but uh, <laughs> if you, you, you know, you, you guys lived here, you know what it's like. You just wander around. When, the first maybe week that I was in Los Angeles, I was going to a bank, and back back then they had. Do you remember those things uh, like uh, travelers checks, which don't yes. exist, I don't think anymore. Yeah. And I had some travelers checks, and I wanted to cash them, so I I was going to walk into a bank, and who walked out of the bank? Don Johnson. I love so, it. I'm like, that's the guy from Miami Vice. I mean, yeah, so, you know, L.A. has uh, has that. But after a while, you just sort of go, um, you know, I mean, once you get to, I saw Lisa Rinner in the line the other day, and I'm thinking, just hurry up. So, uh, <laughs> How's she looking, Lisa Rinner? She's looking cut. cut. Oh, yeah. who's, who's Lisa Rinner? She's Harry Hamlin's wife, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Harry Hamlin was buying some sort of... Uh, uh, you know, uh, t- chewing tobacco, you know, the uh, tobacco oh. you, uh, I mean, the chewing gum that you, not chewing tobacco. Oh, like Nicorette? Gum. Nicorette. He was buying some Nicorette. Lisa Rinna? Uh, oh, yeah, she's from, uh, like, Melrose Place, wasn't she? Yes, on yes, she was. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, anything that's, uh, anything that's, uh, you know who would know her is Binksy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Binksy for sure. Robert, have you been following the summer of Binksy? Uh, uh, I love the summer of Binksy. Uh, Julie I just Stewart love, Binks. I, I mean, I just, how can you not love Binksy? I mean, yeah, she's great. Regina's on. Yeah, Regina, exactly. Well, Toronto's on through Regina. Oh, and through, then, through via, via Regina. That's right, that's right. We but all come via Regina. They, at some point in your life, you will come via Regina, and you will experience it. And exactly. so, so you... Um, I, I was. Were you at the tour championship, Robert, or or were you? I was not. I okay. was. Uh, I was not. But uh, but watching uh, very closely on television. So much so that I cancelled my own tea time oh, in order to in order to watch because I was so intrigued. 
by uh, the big cat and uh, whether he could get over this hump, which was a hump that you know many of us didn't think he'd ever get over again. Now, you, I, I mentioned before you came on, you've seen him at his best, at his worst, and now you see him now. Where do you compare this? Is this a tiger that you've never seen before? Yeah, I think so, because he's, he's, he's sort of a recovering tiger. And, and I think that, uh, you know, he's going in directions that are sort of vaguely back to where he was once when he was great. But, but also, but he's different. So it's, it's not the same tiger. I mean, I think, um, you know, in a lot of ways, when his father died, things changed for him. Suddenly this obsession with being a Navy SEAL. All of these things that I think that, that you know, all of us as sons, when you lose your father, there is something that you, that you lose beyond just, you know, his physical body. There's, there's, a, there's a bond that gets broken. And I think Tiger sort of lost his way a little bit. And, you know, the interesting thing is I think now his kids are at an age where they can appreciate what he is. And, and they've only ever known him from YouTube videos, like, you know, anyone that's under the age of 12 or 15 or whatever. So they don't know. They just heard of what he is. And I think now he's got something or someone to sort of play for and and uh which which he did with his with his dad and his mother of course too but so i think it i think it's sort of a tiger you know well i don't know what edition we're up to but it, it's it's you know 4.0 probably by now but but it's a different tiger and i think he to me he struck me as a guy that took what he used to have because if you noticed yesterday one of the things that i really noticed he was not, you know, hucking it, sort of yucking it up with, uh, with Rory. He wasn't, he wasn't engaging the fans. He was very much the tiger I remember when he was at his peak, very focused, almost, you know, hypnotized. Uh, and, and by the way, that's, I'm not even exaggerating. He, he, by the time he was 14, he knew how to hypnotize himself and to get himself in the zone. And, and this was, you know, his father, who was a military man, a Green Beret, had a naval uh, intelligence officer who was a psychologist, friend of his, you know, teach Tiger, uh, you know, breathing techniques. Uh, it, it's amazing what, the, the, what Earl Woods did. But these are sort of the old Tiger things, and the scandal changed everything because, you know, he pretty much was so embarrassed and humiliated. You couldn't act like you were that cool anymore, and he certainly didn't. And, uh, but I think that he's, he's, he's sort of gotten to a place where he's where he's at peace with all of the 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 nonsense that that he did that got him into the mess but the, that but that was almost into. but that was almost all derailed when he uh, got pulled over what a year just over a year ago like i yeah, thought i yeah, thought okay and, this but is... i think that that i think the road to yesterday's victory began in the in that car that night when he's just absolutely loaded on pills and decides that it would be a good idea to go for a drive. I mean, you know, if you look at the transcript, he told the cops he thought he was in Los Angeles. I mean, he was in Jupiter, Florida. Jesus. Uh, and he was going somewhere in, to his house in Los Angeles. So, I mean, clearly the guy was just, you know, uh, out of his mind. But I think that was a cry for help. I think that was rock bottom. And I think that over the next few days when he saw his mugshot, all over the world, and he saw that police video, which, frankly, 
you know, that, whatever you think about Tiger, that was a very sad video to watch this guy that had been so great uh, and dominate a sport at the, at the levels he did. And you, you see that video, I mean, it was just sad. I mean, he, he couldn't barely put two, his one foot in front of the other uh, and follow instructions. But I think that that made him, certainly the, the, the immediate you know, sort of upside was that he had to go to rehab. And he had to deal with these issues. And, and frankly, a lot of people in, this, in the society we live in now um, are just abusing pain medicine, pain meds, you know, uh, and, uh, and, and other meds. It's, it's so easy to get them. And so that was, that was a huge leap forward. And then, you know, obviously he, he had had three back surgeries. None of them worked. And the last one was a bit of a Hail Mary, and it was a spinal fusion. And the doctors basically said to him, look, if this works, it works. If it doesn't, you know you'll never play golf again. And uh, it happened to work. So from that place where he was, in a sense, spiritually cleansed as well as physically healed, um, he was able to, to get to where he got to yesterday. Hey, do you see... One of the things that I really noticed, too, yesterday, Robert, was when... <laughs> When he started, he had the, the bogeys, and then he flew the ball over the green, and he's trying to chip it back on the green. I think it was 17, and the one, you know, someone with a camera takes a couple of shots, and he kind of, he didn't lose it on him, but it was a little return to the old snarly tiger with the crowds where he gets a little upset when someone takes a few too many pictures or this or that, and I thought, well, that's actually, that seems like that's good. Like, this seems like this is where he needs to be to win. Kind of ornery, as you said, maybe shutting out the guy he's playing with and just yeah, focusing yeah. on his game. Yeah, and, and listen, I mean, he, he, on, as they were coming down the, the, the 18th, you know, he and Rory shared a little joke, but I've noticed this about Tiger over the years. He always likes the guys that he beats. <laughs> so, so of course, of yeah. course, he's going to yuck it up on that last hole because he, you know, beat the crap out of him. But, but part of it also is that uh, you know, Tiger used to have a little expression. Then he said, you know, you can't be great without a bit of prick juice. And you know, he certainly had the prick juice, and he knew he had it, and he didn't mind, you know, spilling it onto others. And uh, and I think that what we saw was in that instance was was you know the the, the sort of the, the idea and i get you know weeksy i think is right when he says um that tiger has mellowed because he has he's 42 he's got kids he's 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 not the guy that he was when he was you know 19 or 20 or or 22 but there's still inside there that competitor and that that you know the and he's he will do whatever it takes to win that this guy was genetically engineered for for winning, you know, and um, he went off the rails because, you know, there were a lot of a uh, lot of temptations in your way when you're a billionaire. <laughs> so uh, you know, and you can look when you can have anything you want in life, it's easy to uh, to be tempted. And he certainly was, and made a lot of mistakes. But I think coming out somewhat, as I said, at the other on the other side, I think he now appreciates also. The fact that it was almost all gone. You know, nobody... Gretzky can't come back. Michael Jordan can't come back. Even if they wanted to, they cannot do it. But Tiger Woods, at 42, and in pretty good shape, can come back. And he lost it. So he knows what he lost. And, and, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, like I feel like the comparison with Tiger, if there was one, is Andre Agassi. 
when Andre Agassi got to number one in the world, you know, so, suddenly he thought it'd be a good idea to do crystal meth. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, God knows where that came from. But the point is, he lost his way for a couple of years. He got to 140 in the world. And then he cleaned his act up and he said, you know, I actually love tennis. I've forgotten this, but, uh, but I loved it. And he came back and he won five slams. Uh, and, and he came back a vastly, I think, more mature and better tennis player. Um, interesting, it'll be interesting to see. I think Tiger has the potential. I heard Jack Nicholas say this yesterday. He said that there's no reason in the shape that Tiger's in that he won't play at an elite level at least till he's 50 or in his early 50s. Wow. Which, and, and, and that gives you, that gives him 40 more majors. And he's got to win five to pass Jack. So I'm not saying he's going to do it. The odds are very much against him. But I'll tell you what, I never thought he'd win one more. And he's won a tournament. And now I'm pretty sure that a lot of people think he's going to win the Masters because he is now the favorite. He the is. Favorite to win <laughs> now, the Masters. after he won on Sunday, his peers were there, like Fowler and those guys. They were there to, uh, to congratulate him. Um, Bryson DeChambeau, he got... He got uh, um, he got Ixnay. You had a great tweet about that. Now, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but in Tiger's previous victories, there were no peers there waiting to congratulate him. That would be uh, zero out of every win. <laughs> zero out of 79 previous wins was there anyone there to congratulate him. No, I mean, look, the guys that... There were guys that always... That, that somewhat, you know, that, that liked Tiger... And, and at least respected him. But the fact that he was away and then came back and wasn't really himself, it's, you know, Russell Knox, uh, the, the Scotsman, uh, played with him early in the summer, and he said it was like playing with a mythical creature. Um, you know, because, it's, it, you know, it would, be, it would be like, you know, these NBA guys playing with Jordan. I mean, it's, you, you revere him. So the guys like, you know, uh, uh, Justin Thomas, for instance. Justin Thomas lives down in Florida. He spends a bit of time with Tiger. But what people forget is that when Justin Thomas was seven years old, his dad, who was a golf pro, took him to Valhalla. And what did he see? He saw the last day of the 2000 PGA and Tiger win over Bob May and one of the great finishes in, in golf major championship history. And what did that little seven-year-old boy say? He said, one day I'm going to do that. And so you have this, this different dynamic now amongst these younger guys that, you know, Tiger was, was their hero in a lot of ways. I mean, I think Jason Day, I mean, still hasn't played one good round when he gets paired with Tiger <laughs> because he's so in awe of Tiger. And, and, and so it's a different vibe now. And the fact that Tiger's been friendly with them also reflects the fact that he, you know, he, he hasn't been the number one player in the world because when he was, he wasn't friendly. He wasn't particularly friendly with anybody. So, and, and that's the way he, you know, I remember 2009, the, uh, the, the uh, congressional in Tiger's tournament, he played, he was in the final round, final round, he was the last group, and he was paired with, with Anthony Kim, who was, you know, the wannabe, you know, the only guy on the PGA Tour was a wannabe rapper, and he was Korean. But, uh, but uh, anyway, so AK always, you know, thinking that he and Tiger are, are, are tight, you know, swaggers up onto the tee and, what up, what up, man, what up? And Tiger just threw him such shade. He just 
just cold shouldered him, and it left him left him there, and and he was unable to play. I mean, Kim, you know, there was no way Anthony Kim was winning that tournament, and he didn't. Now, previous to that, you had guys that wilted under Tiger's under the glare of playing with Tiger, and then he had other guys who who just relished it, like Vijay Singh. Vijay didn't, you know, he mostly lost to Tiger, but so did everyone. But Vijay has got the, you know, the sort of the the, the character of a, of a of a bouncer. You know, he's 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 not a guy that's going to bow down. I remember famously at Bridgestone, uh, Firestone one year, uh, Tiger, uh, Tiger's always cordial and, and said, you know, good luck and, should, you know, put his hand out. And they were in the final group. And Vijay looks at him and he says, Titleist 2, which was the ball that he was playing. Like, he had no interest in, in being nice. Yeah. And, and so, you know, there, there, was, there was that element of it. But a lot of that was because Tiger was so good and he was beating the crap out of them. So, you know, these guys haven't felt that, but yesterday they got a taste of it. Um, can we ask you before we let you go about uh, Dustin Johnson? Uh, oh, boy. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, what's happening? What's oh, going boy. on with this guy? He has oh, it all together. He's number one in the world. And, and, I mean, really, he played great yesterday. That was maybe the... One of the kind of the lost stories that throughout this turmoil in his personal life, in case people don't know, his uh, wife—well, not even wife—I I don't think they're married. Uh, his, no, I don't the think mother they're married. Of, I think they're the mother I of think his children. For an excuse not to get married, right? The mother of his children, Paulina Gretzky, um, deleted all his uh, photos off his Instagram. To which I believe you tweeted, uh, "She kept the one of her and Tiger," which is a, <laughs> means she has a sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> she did. That is, that is actually a sense of humor. I didn't quite expect that of Paulina, but uh, um, yes. Uh, look, I mean, where to go with old DJ? You know, he's. Um, to, to, to give you a golfing uh, story, yesterday, and I tweeted this out too, um, so somebody noticed yesterday that he, he was putting cross-handed and asked him, you know, when, when did he start doing that? And he said, the sixth hole on Saturday. <laughs> I said, oh, uh, have, you, uh, have you ever uh, changed your grip of your putter in the, in the middle of a tournament before? And he goes, never. And, they, and then they said, oh, and have you ever putted cross-handed in a tournament before? And he says, never. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, not, it's, it's not like the Ryder Cup's coming up or it's the, it's the Tour Championship. The guy just uh, marches to the beat of his own drum. And, and let's just say he's never guilty of overthinking things. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, and, 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 and listen, I don't think Paulina is... When I hang out with you guys, I'm going to go and check the, the list of road scholarships. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she's not on the list, but just in case, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> oh, Robert. Uh, they're, a, they're a match made in heaven. Uh, Some kind of heaven. I hope it works out for those kids. They seem so happy at one point. but uh, Yeah, and simple. Yeah. <laughs> How's, I saw Tiger uh, had a girlfriend there. How long has he been with her? You know, I don't know anything about her, but she's been around a while. I mean, he's... Uh, he, uh, you know, since Lindsey Vaughn, I think he's had a, a couple of relationships just based on seeing photos and social media and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the thing about Tiger is he's, uh, he's, you know, these, those are the sorts of cards he plays very close to the chest. So I'm not sure that he was exactly over the moon about her running out like that. But, you know, <laughs> uh, so one time, one Who time he won, in, in fact, that, that same tournament that I was telling you about that he beat Anthony Kim. Uh, you know the the presentation was down on the 18th green, 
and I was standing near him, and I said, uh, I said, when do Elon and the kids run out? You know, which was a little dig at Phil Mickelson. Like, you know, he, he, Phil Mickelson, it was like the releasing of the doves when he'd win a tournament with his kids running onto the green. Like, the Vatican has released the doves. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I, I, I tell him this, and remarkably, he did not think that was very funny. And, uh, and, he, and he looks at me, and he says, that's not the way I do things. And I went, oh. Okay, so uh, you know he likes to play. Uh, he likes to keep his uh, his privacy, uh, uh, and uh, as we know, he didn't do a very good job of that for a while too. No, but, uh, no he didn't. Yeah, you know, look. Bottom line, I I, I sort of you know I've I've had uh, the guy's a flawed guy, but I don't. I, I sort of like him, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, and uh, I, I wish him um, I wish him happiness. You know, I wish I, I wish him to find some peace and. Uh, it looks like he's he's on that road, which is which is pretty cool. Well, Robert, uh, we miss Marina Mondays. That's when yeah. we'd all uh, meet up for uh, cocktails oh. on Mondays. And you remain the only man I've ever been to a stand-up <laughs> comedian with in which the comedian stopped because you were trying to have a conversation with him during his act. I, I didn't realize it was... I thought it was an open mic, and I was trying to give him some tips, like what might be a little bit funnier. <laughs> I didn't realize he was actually being paid. Like an example, the guy's like, hey, you ever go to a grocery store? Rob was like, yes, I was at the grocery store today. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was trying to give him a better grocery store joke. I mean, listen, you know what? The, the world is filled with haters. That's all I can say. That was, the only, that, was, uh, that was the one and only time I also went to an IHOP. I'd never been to an IHOP. And that's the, uh, well, that was a very late night IHOP. Uh, and we, and we, but you know what was crazy about that, Tulsi? What? what was really crazy, and I remember about that, is that there was a family with, 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 two, with, a, with a daughter who was, the two girls who were like 10 and 8, and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. You and I may have been hammered. And yeah. they were eating dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they were, maybe they just landed or something like that. Yeah, oh, my God. Can, yeah. I, uh, can I just hear Dan's Robert Lucetich impression one more time? Oh, oh, I yeah. didn't get into an accent. Hey, mate. Oh, he's always at a grocery store today. That seems English. <laughs> that seems English. Maybe well, Mary you know Poppins. That, that, I think that was the that was the uh, uh, Australia by way of Peterborough. <laughs> That's right. The Very first correct. one sounded more Italian the first time. So, like, <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm no, a Roman Lucetich, huh? But you are Italian. That's right, right? Your ancestors are Italian. That's true. My parents, in fact, are both Italian. So I just... Uh, happen to be born in the land down under but uh so and 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 in canada there are uh, there are many uh, many italians also oh are there oh, ever yeah. yes absolutely robert absolutely. we appreciate it can't wait uh, are you coming up here anytime yeah soon? when are you coming to hang out well as soon as uh, you you guys uh, you talk to my agent let's get uh, <laughs> let's get something going get something I, in the books well, actually no schrager and i will get the same agent <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave Schrager's agent to do the negotiations. Oh, oh, uh, we'll, we'll get up there. Don't do but, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, we'll guys, never miss see you. Yeah, I miss you too, buddy. Say hi to Whip for us. Will do. The Whipster is in, down in Florida. As of we course speak, he uh, is. Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy's life. My God. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, I will do and, uh, and, t- and take care and uh, hopefully see you guys soon. Thanks, Thanks Robert. Thanks, buddy. There he is. Robert hey, Lucetta. That's Robert. What, Great uh, guy. What's Robert on Twitter? Let me oh, yeah. Uh... Is it at Lucetich? No. But how do you help? He's a good spell, Twitter follow. How do you spell Lucetich? L-U-S-E-T-I-C-H. Let's see if you're right. L-U-S. Okay, yeah. At Robert Lucetich. So at Robert L-U-S-E-T-I-C-H. 
on Twitter. Good follow. Yeah, good follow for the golf season. Yeah. Check him out. Or at any time. He any just time. makes comments and gets into fights with people. And yeah, he likes to stir things up, that crazy Aussie. Okay. Hey, I'm a Robert Lucetich, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I've never been so embarrassed. at the. I'm like, Robert. The, <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the guy came up after, and they like we like hit it off with him, so it was fine. I thought the guy's going to come down and punch very him. charming. I mean, yeah. he uh, he likes to to talk, and he likes to <laughs> ask questions, and he likes to, as he said, I'm a journalist, I ask questions. So yeah. I remember in Sochi, like we were there for two days, and there were probably like thirty Russian people working at that hotel. And he knew all their names and all their backgrounds in two days. He would like, he'd be like, oh, that's, uh, that's Tanya. She's from Siberia, and she's just here for two weeks. How do you know all that? I'm a journalist. I ask questions, mate. That's just what he does. Okay, well, uh, that was fun. That was a great time. Oh, um, I sent stuff an email today. I was uh, cleaning out some stuff in the basement. I found a treasure trove of old air checks. Oh. But we need a tape player in which we can record something digitally off a tape player, so Stoff is currently looking for that. Oh, boy. That's going to be wild. Well, looking forward to that. Well, all right. Well, hey, have a great week, everyone. See you later. Hey, see you later, I might. They're going home. This is the Jay and Dan Podcast.
presented by our good friends at Coors Light. 